Hello, and welcome to Hush Plus One. This week we have an interview with an old friend of the studio. Mark Thorpe of Mark Thorpe Design is an architect, industrial designer, and artist who specializes in creating beautiful objects and spaces with partners ranging from agencies and brands to companies like Moroso that make artisanal furniture like his husk chair. Through his iterative and holistic approach, Mark continues to bring new processes and products to market. It was a pleasure to talk to him about his work. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Mark. Um, can you just give yourself a little bit of an intro? Uh, tell everybody out there what you are, who you are, what you do. So that's a good question. I'm sorry. Okay. I have to get up. I get you, it to the mic yeah, here. You can be as, right, cool. uh, can yeah. be as sort yeah. of circumspect and philosophical as you want oh, okay. or awesome. as little as you want. Right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So architect, uh, designer, um, leaning a little bit more towards sort of calling myself, uh, an artist. I don't even know really what that means or how arrogant that might sound, but, um, we're all artists. It's okay. Fun. Right. Okay. Well, that's, that's perfect. And then that sort of goes along with, uh, sort of where I'm at. <laughs> so I try to, and, I try to your steer name is Mark Thorpe. Yeah. Mark Thorpe. The, uh, I try to steer clear of, uh, calling myself a creative because I think that's also that's that's a term that's that's, that's nouning an adge, adjective and I don't like it yeah yeah it's a little more agency talk so I you know, try to try to steer clear of that I also feel yeah it's been been sort of adapted in so many ways that we, we don't necessarily jive with so <laughs> so you're an old friend of hush you've done work with us way back in you know, 10 years ago, something like that now. And you were in 68J with us right? back in the day. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, what it was like? Sure. Yeah, no. Um, so, so yeah, roughly roughly around like 2010, um, both uh, David and Eric uh, and myself were all sort of within 68J over there in Dumbo in Brooklyn. The, um, you know, I just basically kind of like began my studio and my practice and uh, and uh, Hush was was still in its infancy as well. Um, and and you know ultimately we began sort of collaborating on projects. I you know because I, I was focused on architecture and industrial design, and um, and they were uh, working in uh, in new media and uh, digital content, um, graphic design, and um, we you know we had we had some sort of mutual. Um, mutual projects that, that sort of synced up. And I was really fascinated with this, this notion of, uh, which we were just sort of talking about this notion of like blurring the boundaries between the physical and the virtual. And, um, which, which ultimately kind of led to, uh, a lot of, a lot of collaborations that, that we, um, that we ventured on into. I mean, it seems like the, the collaborations that you did with Hush early on kind of led to what Hush became now that we've incorporated a lot more architecture and physical space into our original VFX digital kind of quality. For sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, yeah, which is, which is amazing. And it's been amazing to, uh, to watch the evolution of, of hush, um, evolve, you know, over the, over those years, you know, into, into what it is currently right now. So, uh, let's get back to you. Um, when did you decide you wanted oh, to be? Do, do we really have to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really. That's not, 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 not such a big fan of talking about myself. Oh, it's it's fine. You know, you gotta you gotta do it. Um, 
So when did you decide you wanted to be an architect? Did you know that from a little kid? You were building things in your bedroom and Yeah, you know, really you know, the the honest answer is is that, you know, fortunately, um and I and I really am grateful for this, is that I, I never really um I never really chose, you know, there's never a moment of decision. It was just sort of like being, so like the idea is, you know, as a kid, you're drawing and you're, you're drawing all all the time. And, and, um, you know, essentially, you know, uh, 40, 41 years later, I'm still doing the same thing I was doing when I was, you know, like one or two or three or whatever, you know, um, my, I did, I did grow up in a house of, of creatives. So, you know, both, um, both my mother and father are, uh, both both creative. Um, uh, my father, in particular, was a, um, a professor of uh, graphic design at the University of Maryland. Uh, tenured faculty, just recently retired, has dedicated about forty years of his life to um, to teaching and education of design edu- design education and graphic design. And um, and so I, I did grow up in that environment, which which was uh, which was which was key. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, again, I never really, never really chose, just sort of just kept doing, just kept drawing, you know, that, that's pretty much it. Started drawing, then started making those drawings into real things. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, or, or like, you know, the way I like to talk about it is it's like, yeah, and then one day you started getting paid for it, um, which, <laughs> which is kind of nice. I'm like, oh, wow, I can, I can get paid for this. So, 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 so you do buildings, uh, you do furniture design. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, so trained as an architect, um, the reason why I wanted to train as an architect was, was uh, you know, I feel like everything is architecture. So, like, sort of like this sort of umbrella sure. understanding or sort of facet of design is that, like, everything is architecture. So, so traditionally, like, in, in Italy, uh, as an example, um, you know, all designers, for the most part, you know, they, 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 they really they spend a lot of time and dedicate a lot of their education in, in terms of architecture. Uh, and then come out and become industrial designers or fashion designers or graphic designers. But you know, if we understand that everything everything is architecture, and we can sort of distill that down to understanding, you know, um, scale and proportion and you know overall dimensions and space and light and this and that, all that, um, everything has some sort of tie back to 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 architecture and architectural thinking or theory. And so I wanted to have that, and my uh, and that that gave me an ability, or gave me an, an understanding and education, um, which I was educated at um, uh, Parsons School of Design uh, here in the city. And and you're you're starting to teach there as well, right? Yeah, this coming spring I'll be going back um, as alumni to uh, to be teaching a furniture design. That's so cool over at Parsons School of Design. Um, yeah. And then, um, but again, you know, because it maybe gets back to the artist thing. It's that, you know, like when, when I do, um, create, uh, or have an idea, I tend to, I tend to want to execute, um, you know, through a particular medium and that medium can be, whether it be architecture or interior or furniture or a product. Um, it's, it's really about like trying to communicate some sort of, um, some sort of idea ultimately. So as a, as a studio, do you do more architecture of buildings or do you do more of like uh, furniture design or do you do more interiors or products or all of the above? It's, it's really all of the above. I mean, it's like, you know, as an example right now, we're currently working on a couple buildings here in the city, um, which are going up. And, um, and at the same time, I also just designed a new uh, woman's bag 
um, oh, cool. for an Italian brand um, out of Milan. So, I mean, really all, all scales, you know, and then everything kind of in between. Um, so there, there really is no, um, there really is no focus. <laughs> if it's a thing, if it's a thing, you will design it. Well, depending, you know, <laughs> um, that, that gets me back to sort of this idea of, um, acting, um, you know, and, and I was having this conversation the other day too about like Daniel Day Lewis. And I just, you know, like, I think that like, if you can sort of, uh, that's sort of the way I like to kind of talk about it is like, you know, being like the sort of Daniel Day Lewis. retiring over and over again. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like, well, you know, only, only coming out for, and only working on the, the things that are truly, truly passionate and, and unique and special to you and what it is that you're trying to say, like your, your own particular, purpose now you know again like financially that might not be the best decision to be, yeah, ta- sure. position <laughs> to be, be taking but but that can always be um overcome and offset um in other ways sure you know so but like i think by maintaining a certain degree of integrity such as like an example of daniel day lewis and acting it's sort of like well i you know i'm going to come out and i'm going to do this particular thing because you know a particular director asked me or said, you know, would you read this script? Will you come out and like talk to me about that? Maybe it's a, a manufacturer as the sort of the metaphor here or the parallel, or maybe it's another designer that wants to collaborate on something, you know, like for instance, the bag as an example, that was, that was like, uh, again, um, right place, right time with the right people all coming together saying like, Hey, you know, we're all going to do this. You want to come and work together on, on, and you can design your own. Who's that a, collaboration with? It's this unique company called uh, Up to You Anthology, um, and again, they're based out of Milan, Italy. And um, essentially, the idea is is that anybody can be a designer, and they're, so they're open. It's sort of like an open platform for um, for people to be able to design their own bags, which is actually really unique and interesting. And, and they so they'll produce on spec based on like the designs that they get in. They'll have some. There's some core collection work, you know, that's okay. that's on the website that you can be purchase. Um, so various designers uh, from around the world, um, and uh, and you know one of one of one of those is is, is my collection uh, for for them. So earlier in the other room when we were when you were giving a presentation for everybody, you told us the story of creating this beautiful chair called Husk, and you worked with an Italian furniture company for that. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, so the the chair. Uh, Husk is produced um, by Moroso, and Moroso is, is one of the sort of leading avant-garde um, manufacturers out of Italy, um, currently right now in operation today. And again, the company dates back to the 50s, um, but it's um, art, art directed by uh, Patrizia Moroso. And uh, and so I began working with the company about, roughly about 10 years ago, like 2010. So, you know, and then, you know, the, the Husk chair that was that we were discussing and presenting. And we'll link up. Uh, We'll link this in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. No, the, 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 the chair, you know, as, as we were discussing, was, was a bit of sort of like an inflection point in terms of my understanding of my career and sort of like where I want to position myself in terms of process, which ultimately gets back to this idea of like the actor or the artist, you know, is really like kind of only working on sort of passion projects and, you know, things that, um, you know, things that have some uh, really r- real meaning um, to to myself, but also to, you know, some, that, that have an ability to sort of impact uh, a l- sort of l- larger cultural lexicon, if, if you will. Um, and uh, but yeah, Husk, Husk was, um, again, produced uh, the upholstery version was, was produced in Italy and in, in Udine and then and the, um, the outdoor version 
uh, is produced in uh, Senegal, Dakar, in, in Africa, in West Africa. So, uh, so let's talk a little bit about the way that you designed the form of that chair. It was inspired by a corn husk. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, the 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 architecture of the of the chair is derived directly from. Um, the husk of corn, but um, for me, it was it was really about that sort of that sort of tactility of of the of the husk itself that we were trying to translate directly into into the product. So that ultimately led into uh, textile design, sure. um, which is now produced by uh, Quadrat uh, Fabrique uh, out of um, out of uh, Denmark and uh, in Holland. And also, um, then the, uh, the manufacturing of the chair itself, um, again, produced in Senegal, Dakar, and, and Udine, Italy. Um, but really, I mean, it was really an exploration in terms of, like, trying to articulate a particular, a particular formal language um, that was found in nature and, um, and executed as a, executed as a, uh, as a piece. Um, you know, and again, like, the piece produced in Senegal as we were discussing before had has this ability to sort of transcend just the sort of typical programmatic understanding of what a chair is is that it, it has this ability to touch all the senses you know so you, you have this ability sure, to, because it's like woven yeah uh, over over a metal frame and that's hand bent and then hand woven right and so you've got Strings, the, thread. that act, the threads that actually, right. they move when you touch them and they resonate. Right. Exactly. exactly. As does the frame. frame. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and, you know, again, it sort of like creates this sort of like almost cocoon-like space. So, so you, you have this ability to sort of play with light and shadow, you know, with, with sound and the tactility of the material. And so, you, you know, like by, by producing all of those sort of layers of, of, um, of, uh, you know, sort of layering the senses, you, you're really engaging the sort of the spirit of what architecture is. Very cool. How many years is it, did it take to go from the original idea to producing those multiple versions of that chair? Oh, years. Yeah, years and years. And, you know, and I would argue that it's still an ongoing process. Still, there, there's probably going to be a new version with new... Yeah, it's, it's, it's evolved over the years. And then, um, you know, I would say that... You know that it, each 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 piece, and I think this is kind of unique, is that because um, you know they're not they're not designed or uh, or sort of like hermetically sealed in some sort of moment in history of your own history of time. It's that like the the pieces are systemically connected through your process. So, like for instance, I could argue that the work that we're doing right now with the Italian glass manufacturer Vanini. Um, at a Murano uh, in Venice uh, is an extension of the the sort of overall spirit and 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 um, and and design that was put into the the, the work of Husk uh, in in Senegal. Got it. So so, so every piece informs the next piece in as part of the same expression. Mm -hmm. Or at least there's some sort of like narrative or line that's kind of continuing nice. through there. So like you're always sort of trying to find like, you know, the next the, the next sort of sequence of the chain, and um, but they're all they're all connected and they're all related to some to some degree. Something I've actually noticed about a lot of the artists that we we talk to here is they each subsequent 
work that they do is completely impossible without the con- the context of the previous word. Right. Exactly. So, uh, do you have any new stuff that you're working on that that you want to talk about, like brand new in the process? Hmm. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there are a handful of handful of different things that are on the on the burner. Um, my work in in, in uh, Murano and Italy, so I've been spending a lot of time kind of working now in glass, mm-hmm. specifically in Murano and in Italy. And so, like, there's some projects that are currently under development right now. Um, for different different companies, but all all being produced in, on Murano, um, which again is sort of like you know an extreme honor to and privilege to be able to work in the furnaces of Murano as a designer and, or an artist. The um, you know architecturally, you know we were discussing this this project called the Edifice, which is uh, this sort of off grid um, or like the way I like to describe it is sort of like this more introverted you know neo transcendentalist type architecture where you know it's you know, it's 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 uh, very um, uh, very humble in terms of its aesthetic, um, but uh, packs a big punch in terms of uh, its uh, lack of uh, impact on on the planet. <laughs> it's, 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 so it's a reductionist. So there's a lot exercise. of sustainability. Yeah. Focus. Right. Exactly. So so again, it's you know we're just arguing that it's com- you know currently right now completely off grid. So, oh, that's amazing. You know, in a lot of ways, too, it's like the way the systems are designed is that, you know, sort of like giving back to the environment and supporting the environment versus, or, you know, the environment or nature, the, its surrounding context in itself is that it's, 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 um, you know, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not a band aid. It's, it's more of like, uh, it's, it's more of, you know, it's, it's healing, you know, sort of surrounding area, which is kind of cool. Oh, it sounds super, it sounds super cool. It's, it's an approach. Nice. Now, whether or not it works or not, it's a whole <laughs> question, you know, it's but a, it's like, it's a fantastic might goal, as well, regardless. might as well try. Thank you so much for coming. Is there anything you want to plug or talk about before we leave? Absolutely not. Other than it is an absolute honor and privilege to, um, to be sitting back here at the, uh, at the new Hush studios, um, and working with you guys and hanging out with you guys and doing this stuff, which is, which is great. And I'm deeply honored. So thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thank you.